Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. Listen, you can cut the music. This is another of script. I just wanted to share with you a simple little idea that changed my life. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill brings up the concept of the council. It's kind of an imaginary round table where sit the people that you admire, who inspire you, and each represents one character trait that you're looking up to, that you want to take advice from, that you want to be more like. And what's very important is to not confuse that concept of the council or kind of imaginary mentors with idols. Because idolizing someone puts them above you. And you kind of see the whole persona, the whole person as greater, bigger, better than you. Here we're really talking about one main character trait of each person that inspire you and that you take from each kind of imaginary advice and inspiration. And I say it because, you know, we've all heard the saying, what would Beyonce do or what would James Bond do in this situation? The difference is that in that case, in a way, you're trying to be or act like this one person. You're comparing yourself to that person and most probably you're feeling less or inferior to that person. But having this imaginary council of mentors or inspiration for one specific thing at the time, don't put their whole persona above you. You just look at one element of that person. So I would love to walk you through my imaginary council that actually when COVID hit and we were living almost 24-7 in the same space and for some of us going crazy sometimes, I've purchased this set of 10 figurines that represent one character trait that I look up to, that I get inspired by. And there's a funny way that I interact with them that I will let you know right after. So let me walk you through this council and I'll explain later what each one represents. So we have Sangoku from Dragon Ball, Luke Skywalker, Mickey Mouse, Notorious B.I.G., Einstein, Tupac, James Bond, Dark Vader, Doctor Strange, and Michael Jordan. So for those who know, no, actually for those who don't know, Sangoku is the main character in Dragon Ball. It's a whole imaginary universe and I will not walk you through the whole story, but all you need to know is that he comes from another planet and his race, let's say, is Cyan. 
And he learns by becoming stronger and controlling his energy to become a super saiyan. And then there's different levels. So when he becomes super saiyan level one, then he gathers his knowledge and his energy and his focus and he becomes number two and so on and so forth. So for me, it represents the fact of taking one step at the time, not trying to become Super Saiyan 4 before even becoming Super Saiyan 1, but at the same time, always looking forward and pushing my limits as soon as I reach a certain level, knowing that there is a level above. Then Luke Skywalker, he represents fighting for the right thing. And obviously in life, everything is not white and black like in the movies. It's not the good guys and the bad guys. Not always, at least. So obviously it's a question of personal perception. But the fact of being dedicated for fighting for the right things, that's what he inspires me. And then Mickey Mouse, he doesn't represent only Mickey Mouse on its own. He also represents the creation of Walt Disney, the innovation, the creativity that he brought in the world of animation. If I'm not mistaken, Mickey Mouse was the first animated cartoon on TV. So it also represents innovation through creativity. Then for Notorious B.I.G., and we will not get in the debate of who's better between Tupac and Notorious B.I.G., I know some of you are hip-hop heads, that's not the point today. So Notorious B.I.G. represents for me really being in flow. If you watch Notorious B.I.G. in the studio, in interviews, in shows, he always had his composure and he was always in his zone. He was never too much. He was never too different. He really found his zone and his flow. And that's really remarkable. Then Einstein, we know him for his uh, scientific discoveries, but for me, he basically represents also dedication, but also wisdom. So he was always growing, always getting deeper and deeper in his analysis, in his researches, in his work. Then for Tupac, if we simplify a little bit his story, he kind of had those two seasons of his life. One where he was really more of a poet, more of a calm person fighting for what's right. He was speaking up. He was making love songs. He was doing ballet. He was really artistic. And then he had this thug and gangster and street guy moment. He was beefing with all these other rappers. He was more aggressive. So he represents kind of those balance of those two things that not one is more you or not one is more right. You know, as in archetypes, we all have our light and shadow side. And it's not a question of getting rid of the shadow, but it's a question of accepting it and choosing the shadow whenever it's needed and controlling it, most importantly, and obviously choosing more often the light side. So he really represents those two sides that any human being could have. James Bond for me really represents courage and staying calm in the worst situations, right? I'm sure you saw at least one James Bond movie and you saw how he goes into a room when there's 25 people with guns trying to kill him. He stays smooth, he stays composed, he stays calm and he's never scared. He's never running away. Then Dark Vader, actually I think it's Darth Vader. 
I've never understood that. Like, it would make so much sense that his name is Dark Vader. I don't even know what Darth means. What does it mean? I think I'll just continue calling him Dark Vader, even though I know it's not Dark Vader. All right? Okay, cool. So Dark Vader, if you are a fan of Star Wars, if you're not, I will not tell you the whole story and especially I will not do any spoilers. But bottom line, to simplify, Dark Vader represents the shadow side that reminds me that it is part of me and that I need to also acknowledge it and accept it. But also if I dig a little bit deeper into the story, Dark Vader, he wasn't born bad. He was a Jedi and he was actually, well, that's going to be a spoiler. So if ever you're listening to this right now and you never saw Star Wars and you want to see Star Wars, please put this on mute for the next 10 seconds because I'm going to spoil something for you. Very important. So Dark Vader was the father of Luke Skywalker and he went to the dark side of the force to save his family. I'm not going to get into details, but that's the reason he went there. So even by becoming evil and going to the dark side, the decision was still coming from a good place. He wanted to protect and care for his family. So next one is Doctor Strange from the Marvel Universe. And for me, he represents the capacity to learn and to master ourselves. Because long story short, if you haven't seen the movies, Doctor Strange in the beginning is a very cocky and very successful doctor. And then he has an accident and he goes towards those monks that he heard that they can heal anything. And in his accident, his hands are injured so he cannot do any more surgery. So he really wants to heal his hands. He's his. He really wants to heal his hands. God damn, this is complicated. So then he goes to these monks and he learns about the power that is coming from within. And when he masters that power, he becomes very powerful. So it really reminds me, first of all, of the fact that we can all change and evolve because he went from a cocky, egocentric doctor to really someone who not only masters his power, but also fights to save the world. And then finally, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. We're not going to get into that debate. Okay, Kobe, LeBron, I know, I know. But Michael Jordan is seen as, let's say, as one of the greatest of all time. And when you listen to him talking in interviews, when you analyze his story, you see and feel the dedication and the passion that he brought in his game, in his life. And it's truly inspiring. So when I look up to Michael Jordan is when I need that discipline and that focus. And now just to add to the story of this council of mentors, one day I was talking with my coach, Jason Goldberg, and I told him that I was feeling a bit overwhelmed and I had a lot of my plate with work, with life, and the things that I was more putting to the side or ignoring more was time for myself to work on my personal project, to take just a little bit of time to reflect. And the explanation I gave to him why I was putting to the side time for myself or actually why I was sometimes canceling time with myself that I was in advance scheduling, but then putting to the side because something else came up, something more important, quote unquote. 
So the explanation I gave to him is that I am a reliable person. I want people to be able to trust me. So if someone asks me to help them with something, if something comes up, I want to show up for them. So then in the same call, I think he saw those little figurines in the back. So I showed him and I explained to him why I have those. And he gave me the advice of scheduling meetings with each and every one of them. So first, I wouldn't let down Tupac because I have a meeting scheduled with Tupac or with James Bond. But what was even more interesting is that when I decided what I wanted to do within that time, think of a project or brainstorm or whatever it is, I was actually using the presence of that mentor as he would be giving me advice. So I was thinking kind of as Tupac or as Michael Jordan on how to organize my day or how to approach this project or whatever I scheduled to do. So it really gave me also interesting perspective And also, I didn't cancel those meetings because I couldn't let down my counsel. And also, another way I use this counsel and those mentors is at night, I take sometimes even 30 seconds after I took my shower just before getting to bed. Whatever is on my mind, whatever I'm thinking about, I will kind of speak to that mentor and in a way, seek advice from their perspective. Because as you probably know, we always have an easier time giving advice and seeing things clearly when it's for a friend or someone else than us. But seeing things clearly and knowing what to do and telling ourselves what to do is a bit more different because you're kind of the same person, right? You are within your head and you're kind of talking to yourself. So it is slightly more difficult but just flipping around a little bit that situation and giving kind of the judgment and the perspective to something or someone outside of you gives you so much more clarity so now a little exercise for you think of the character traits that matter the most for you it can be wisdom discipline kindness whatever it is and usually there's not only one there's a bunch Who would be someone for each one of them that you would seek advice from? Who would you see as someone who greatly embodies this character trait? Make a list. Make first a list of those character traits that matter the most and make a list of the people that are associated with each one of them. And I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but try it out. Try talking to them or at least thinking what would they think and what would they do in certain moments of your life. You don't have to tell anybody you're doing this. This is all in your head. You can talk to them, get inspired by them. And most importantly, obviously, put it into practice. When you think of something, anything it is, a thought, a habit, whatever it is that you can benefit from, try it out for a little time and you will see, you will judge on your own if that works for you or not. But you cannot know in advance if you don't try it out. On this, me and my whole council that are looking at me right now, and I hope they are acknowledging and blessing this message and this episode, I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. 
an educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If you take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do, to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into our physical world, and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it, or the way the people at the office say you gotta live it, or the way society says you gotta live it. You gotta live it for yourself.